Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah chapter 55. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm getting old enough now as a pastor that I have been able to witness all the silly and worthless things that we do in the name of God in the church. Yes, I'm getting old enough to see the pattern, to see all these silly things that we do. Now, please know that I'm not saying this as a curmudgeon, perhaps maybe a little bit, but that's not the driving purpose of me saying this. I'm also not saying this using this pulpit itself as a soapbox to vent to you. I'm actually quite serious. We have wasted a lot of time on silly and worthless things in the church. Now hear me out. It seems as if every two to five years, a movement, a book, a program, a sermon series, a conference, or marketing campaign come along in the church that will supposedly revolutionize the church. Yes, revolutionize the church. Make all the problems go away and make the church successful, if you will. For example, in the 1970s, all the hype, all the hype was around an evangelistic ministry called Evangelism Explosion. Yes, Evangelism Explosion. Later in the 1980s, all the hype was around a church in Southern California called Saddleback Church and it was the church growth movement. Later in the early 2000s, it was not the church growth movement or evangelism explosion, but everything shifted to all the hype around, yes, the emergent church, the emergent church. It was a movement, organic movement in the church. In recent years, we have actually heard from our synodical leadership about the Ablaze campaign or perhaps demographic studies. All of these things intended to help aid the church in outreach, to help the church grow, do better, etc. Recently here in Minot, there's been a focus on the community tent revivals, as well as churches binding together for a joint service in the local park. In the bookstores, let's not forget the bookstores, Bookstores, we have heard a lot over the years as well about various books. Yes, about various books. Books such as The Prayer of Jabez, The Purpose Driven Life, 
a book named Radical Love, and more recently, a book called The Jesus Calling and The Red Letter Challenge. Now, the point, the point that I'm trying to make, the point that I'm making is that all of these, let's call them things, all of these things, all of these things are being done to help save and revitalize the church. Well, it could be argued, I guess, that many of these things are not entirely heretical, but may contain some good theology here and there. The point remains. The point remains. What all of these things have in common is that they're supposed to be tools that will help grow and sustain the church. They're efforts made by well-intentioned Christians to energize Christians, to revitalize the church, to launch the church into another dimension, to help, to help with the mission of God. Frankly stated, the majority of these movements and books and programs, sermon series, conferences, or marketing campaigns, they're actually very complex. Complex to be administered in the church. Furthermore, they're costly. You have to buy books and pamphlets and all of that stuff that goes with it. Not to mention all the time that's involved in implementing this in the local church. Furthermore, whether intentional or not, these movements and books and programs and sermon series, conferences and marketing campaigns, they actually take, get this, they take more than they give. They become a heavy burden on the Christian, the Christian church. Forcing the Christian to live under the law, live underneath these programs while turning the mission of God into a man-centered endeavor. So, all this stated, all this stated thus far, are we saying this to perhaps maybe excuse us as Christians to be lazy? Perhaps that could be an angle. We could be saying, well, we're just being lazy as a church. We're being lazy. We don't participate in that kind of stuff. Are we just becoming a bunch of perhaps lazy curmudgeons like Pastor Richard? which wouldn't be too bad, I guess. But the point remains, are we being lazy curmudgeons, suspicious of Christian gimmicks in the marketplace of goods? It's not the point, my friends. You see, the church does have the call to be active and busy. We should clarify that. We are called to be active and busy in the world, but that is the key question. Active and busy, how? So if we're not called to be lazy, we're not called to be well, perhaps curmudgeons, but we're called to be active and busy. The question is, how are we to be active and busy? Indeed, how are we to be active and busy? In the reading from the Old Testament book of Isaiah this morning, we read about God's word, God's word that goes out from his mouth. God says that his holy word goes out through his prophet Isaiah and that it will accomplish what God wants it to accomplish. That is to say, this morning we heard from Isaiah that as the word is proclaimed, as it is preached, as it is shared, that this word actually sets out into the world to melt ice, as it were, and to heal and to save. The word of God goes forth to soften human hearts. It goes out to create faith, refresh parched souls, create faith, sanctify the ungodly, and so forth. Just as rain and snow fall from the sky and do their work of making things grow and blossom. The word of God actually accomplishes the purposes of God. It is the word of God and only the word of God that convicts the heathen, justifies the ungodly, strengthens the baptized, and sustains his church. 
And so, and so, we cannot help the Word of God, as if you and I can make the Word of God better and more powerful or more effective by our own man-centered solutions. Did you ever wonder why Jesus sent his disciples in the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as we hear this? Do you ever wonder why Jesus sent his disciples out with nothing but a staff? You see, they were instructed not to bring any bread, no bag, no money pouch, no tunic, no tunic. But why? He obviously told them to do this so that they could depend on, yes, so they could depend on God's providence and the kindness of those that they encountered. Furthermore, Jesus did not want his disciples to rake in the dough for preaching the gospel. He didn't want them to abuse their office for financial gain. However, there is another aspect to this as well. Those disciples that went out with just a staff, they didn't need to take anything else. They didn't need to take anything else to proclaim the gospel. Now, for fun, can you imagine Jesus saying to the disciples, can you imagine Jesus pulling the disciples aside before sending them out? Can you imagine them coming over to Peter and saying, Peter, you know, Peter, as, as you go out to proclaim this gospel, remember what you have been taught, and by the way, take this demographic study with you. <laughs> or can you imagine Jesus pulling John, the apostle John, aside, saying, John, my beloved, as you go out, confess the holy word of God, According to this new book called Purpose Driven Life, read it, give it a shot. Can you picture Jesus saying to James, James, as you go out, I want you to implement this 10-step challenge to everyone that you meet by preaching this pre-printed sermon series to them. It's simple, just go one, two, three, four, follow the series, it'll be fine. Now, you may think to yourself, is this being a bit harsh towards today's American church? Is this being a bit harsh towards today's American church? I sure hope so. I really do. I sure hope so. And the reason is this. God's word, and only God's word, is what stands first in the church. It is God's word, and only God's word, that should receive prime attention in the church. The simple proclamation, the simple proclamation of the Word of God is that which is to be given proper emphasis in the church. Everything else is just details. Tragically, though, not only does the world and the devil attack the Word of God, but many Christian churches and pastors tragically and unfortunately have abandoned the word of God in exchange for a thing that they believe that will somehow revitalize and energize and fix their local church. Failing to simply deliver Christ's word and sacraments, many have either, well, they've either exchanged or piled on top of the word and sacraments a whole laundry list of movements and books and programs and sermon series and con conferences and marketing campaigns. Lord have mercy. If those other things crowd out the word of God, Lord have mercy. If those other things pile on top of the word of God, Lord have mercy. If those other things exchange for the word and sacraments. No wonder why so many American churches are Christless venues of nothingness and not holy and not the holy ark of the Christian church. Now, to make this very practical, I'm going to ask us to do something maybe a little bit different here this morning. 
actually quite different than what we would normally do. I'm going to ask each and every one of you to take a hymnal in front of you. Grab the hymnal right out of the front of the pew there. And I'd like to ask you to turn to page 184. Page 184. I'd like you to follow along with me for a moment. As you turn to page 184, you will notice in small italicized print on the right side that there are Bible verses listed. These verses are actually showing where the parts of the liturgy come from. As you will see on page 184, the invocation comes straight from Matthew 28, verse 19. Then right below that, the invitation to confess our sins comes from Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, Psalms 124, and Psalm 32. Now, if you can, turn to page 185. Notice the absolution. It comes from John chapter 20, 19 through 23. Then turn to page 186. When we sing the introit, we're generally singing a psalm itself, right from the scriptures. Furthermore, the Kyrie, right below it, is from Mark chapter 10. Turning to page 187, the Gloria comes to us from Luke chapter 2 and John chapter 1. Turn again to page 189. As you can see, the salutation comes to us from 2 Timothy chapter 4. And then on page 190, the scriptures are read from the Old Testament epistle and gospel straight from the Holy Writ to you and the gradual, well, it's scripture sung as well. Pages 191 and 192, we say the creeds. And get this, each of the creeds are based on approximately 50 verses. 50 verses to make up the creed. Let's keep on going. Turn to the bottom of page 192 bottom of 192, the offertory, it's straight from Psalm 51. Then turn to pages 194 and 195. The communion preface is from 2 Timothy 4, Colossians 3, and Psalm, Psalm 136. The Sanctus is from Isaiah 6 and Matthew 21. And on pages 196 and 197, the Lord's Prayer is from Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 13. And the words of communion, get this, the words of communion are from Matthew 26, Mark 14, Luke 22, and 1 Corinthians 11. Almost done. On 198 and 199. The Agnus Dei is from John 1, the Nunc Dimittis, from Luke 2, 29 through 32. Pages 200 and 201. The Thanksgiving is from Psalm 107. The salutation is from 2 Timothy 4. And finally, but not least, if you look at the final page on page 202, the benediction is straight from Numbers chapter 6. And so, my friends, every Sunday, every Sunday when you come into the sanctuary, when you open that hymnal, or when you sing that liturgy by heart, you are actually, get this, you are actually singing and hearing approximately 150 verses, 150 verses from the liturgy, not to mention all the scripture that you sing from the hymns and the scripture you hear from the sermons. And so do not let anyone, do not let anyone tell you that the liturgy is not biblical. Indeed, do not let anyone tell you that the liturgy is not biblical. But to the point, though, the greater point that is being made, the reason for this little exercise that we did here this morning is to stress the reason why we uphold and cherish the liturgy here at St. Paul's. We actually cherish 
and uphold the liturgy because it is the word of God spoken and sung and chanted and prayed every single divine service. We uphold the liturgy because it is God's effectual and powerful word. It keeps the word of God front and center for you and for me. Baptized saints, only the word of God is sufficient for our instruction and our edification. It is only the word of God that strengthens us day by day. It is only the word of God that delivers to us divine truth. It is only the word of God that keeps us steadfast in God's grace. It is only God's word that gives us strength to fight the good fight. And so here at St. Paul's, we as Christians, as blood-bought, baptized Christians into Christ, we will continue to abide in the simple word that is for you. Knowing that we do not need these other things, you see, by God's grace, the word will continue to be sown into our hearts. By God's grace, we will continually receive the word by faith. By God's grace, we will remain steadfast to this word that is for us. May God help us, sustain us, and keep us in this word so that we may know and that we may hear consistently and constantly that we are forgiven for Christ's sake and that our hope and assurance is in Jesus, the word put on flesh for you and for me. It is his word, his word only. It is sufficient for the day. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.saintpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.